Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. (laughs) Here we go again. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we are talking about A Course in Miracles, Freedom of Will. So let's dive right in here with a blessing and a prayer. I invite you to place your hands on your heart. Let's take a couple of breaths together. Rise up on the vibration of gratitude. We're grateful and thankful that we can change our mind and go the other way. We're grateful and thankful that the power of the U-turn, making that U-turn, is available to us. We're grateful and thankful to remember to partner up, and indeed we do. We partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self, the mighty I Am Presence. We allow ourselves to be led, guided, and directed by our own holiness. We're putting spirit in charge. We're putting love in charge of our life, of our conversations, of the cellular activity of our body temple. We are grateful and thankful to surrender to love's presence as our very identity. We're going back to our original instructions, the original blueprint for our life and being, the perfection, the magnificence, the holiness. We are grateful and thankful that all of these things are intact and we can forget every sad story we ever made up about ourselves about someone else, or about life. We're celebrating living a life of love, walking the talk, living the love. It's what we're doing, and we are grateful to share the benefits with every brother, every sister, every being, because we're united with them eternally in this field of love. We are the field of love. And in gratitude, we allow it to fully be made manifest in our awareness in our experience, and on behalf of all. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yeah, baby. In case you didn't know, in case you're new to this podcast, I do love to pray, and I publish a prayer every day, and I've been doing that for something like... 14 years now and so um, there is also if you search for Jennifer Hadley in the podcasts you will find my prayer for today podcast and there are I don't know must be at least a thousand prayers in there so you can easily search for any topic that you like somebody who um, very involved in my ministry the Power of Love Ministry didn't realize that there was a podcast for the prayers. So I just thought, well, let me put it out there. And I am grateful for your your love and appreciation in all things. So please enjoy the prayers and the healing that we can use them to bring. So there you go. You can be my daily prayer partner, too, and get my daily inspiration and the daily prayer delivered to your email every day. It's totally free. I call it my daily shot of spiritual espresso, and it's available at jenniferhadley.com. You can sign up for it. All right. That said, let's discuss our topic for this week, which is freedom of will. Yes, and there's a short section towards the end of the text on this topic, and I am, it's chapter 30, section 2, so let's look at that together. Free will is something that a lot of people have a question about, and uh, let's, let's find out what's what here in A Course in Miracles as relates to freedom of will. One of the things that Jesus makes very clear uh, in the Course 
is that there's only one will, and it's God's will. And so let's make no mistake about it. And if you were listening to what I was sharing last week, I think it was, in the podcast, the way for us to remember the truth and our true identity is not to... um, try to get rid of what we don't like in ourselves, but instead to focus on the truth, the truth of our being, the truth of ourself. Even if it doesn't make any sense, even if we don't believe it, we can still focus on what is true. And what is true is, as I said in the prayer, we are the field of love in which we live and move and have our being. We're not separate from it. So Course in Miracles says we're part of God. We're part of this infinite field of love. And we're basically right at the center because it's infinite. So where we are, we are at the center of God. Now, I was thinking about this this morning, and it came up in a prayer this morning. Uh Back when I was preparing to go into Science of Mind Practitioner Studies at Agape, we had a class called Science of Mind 1, which I believe is now called, no, Science of Mind 2, which is now called Roots, I think, Roots of Science of Mind. And though I, I, I've kind of lost touch with what the science of mind folks are doing, although I do consider myself one of them, I'm just not involved in the um, in, in in the science of mind community. And we studied Ralph Waldo Emerson, who uh, was a great truth teller, and um, you know, at 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 the time that Ralph Waldo Emerson lived. He was hugely famous. He was very well known and uh, considered a great, great mind and certainly had a tremendous way with words. And he talked about the I am presence as the oversoul. I, I don't remember if he actually referred to the I am presence, but to me that's what he was talking about, the oversoul. And that's what I call the higher Holy Spirit self. Oh, can you hear that? Bodhi's got a hold of a squeaky toy. My puppy. <laughs> she loves her squeaky toys. Yes, she does. So, the, the will of God is our will because we are all connected. Not just connected, We're not like connect the dots connected. We're united. We're inseparable. And that, I think, is an important point, that we're not connected like dots are connected. We're connected like drops of water are connected in the ocean. We're connected like that. We're connected like that. So let's look at this section. It's it's again, it's not very long. Just five paragraphs, chapter 30, section 2 entitled Freedom of Will. Let's let's see what Jesus has to share with us here. He begins with, "Do you not understand that to oppose the Holy Spirit is to fight yourself?" To me, this is extremely important to understand. This awareness was deeply healing for me because I didn't get that. I, no matter how much I said, all is one, I felt separate from God. I did. And even though intellectually I knew there was a a unity of all life and that we were all one, I felt that I was separate from God in that I could decide to do things that were not godlike, that were unloving, unkind, and were things that only someone who believed themselves to be separate from God would do. 
things that were hurtful and mean and spiteful, etc. And so I clearly didn't understand that to hurt another person, to withhold love from another person, it it really is about withholding it from myself, hurting myself, attacking myself, punishing myself. So I... I I felt that we were connected like connect the dots and not like drops of water in the ocean. So do you not understand that to oppose the Holy Spirit is to fight yourself? The Holy Spirit tells you, but your will. The Holy Spirit speaks for you. In the Holy Spirit's divinity is but your own. And all the Holy Spirit knows is but your knowledge saved for you that you may do your will through the Holy Spirit. God asks you, do your will. God asks you, do your will. God joins with you. God did not set up the kingdom alone. And heaven itself but represents your will. Where everything created is for you. No spark of life but was created with your glad consent. As you would have it be. And not one thought that God has ever had but waited for your blessing to be born. God is no enemy to you. God asks no more than you hear. Excuse me. God God asks no more than that he hear you call him friend. He asks no more than that he hear you call him friend. So think of that. Everything in heaven and earth, all of it was created with our glad consent as we would have it be. That's why I take that responsibility for sight section and I have that little rhymey way I I say it to remind myself, and I have found it so, so helpful over the years. And it is, I am responsible for what I see, and everything is just as I wish it would be. And that's what he's saying here. No spark of life but was created with your glad consent as you would have it be. So that's why when it looks like a real mess on the screen of life, I say, hmm, I wonder why I thought this was a good idea. I wonder why I decided I'd like to have it be like this. Because I can't remember anymore. Now all I see is insanity. (laughs) So, yes, here's the opportunity. Next paragraph. How wonderful it is to do your will, for that is freedom. There is nothing else that ever should be called by freedom's name. Unless you do your will, you are not free. And would God leave his son without what he has chosen for himself? So it's, it's some, you can't see what's capitalized and what's not. So would God leave his son without what his son has chosen for himself. So God is giving us what we chose for ourselves. God is allowing us to experience what we choose for ourselves. That's the thing. Sometimes people say, I just want to know what God wants for me. God has already given us everything to explore with. God doesn't want anything for us, but that we express ourselves in whatever way we'd like to. Because this is an illusion 
What happens in the illusion stays in the illusion. So no matter what we choose, it's going to stay in the illusion. So it's all about us experiencing what we'd like to experience. That is what the gift that God has given us. Unless you do your will, you are not free. God but ensured that you would never lose your will when he gave you his perfect answer. Hear it now that you may be reminded of God's love and learn your will. God would not have made his son prisoner to what he does not want. So there's no way we could be imprisoned in this world of hellishness. No way. We might feel it, feel like that, but no, it's not actually true. We are not trapped. It says, God joins with you in willing you be free. And to oppose God is to make a choice against yourself and choose that you be bound. Look once again upon your enemy, the one you choose to hate instead of love. For thus was hatred born into the world, and thus the rule of fear established here. Now hear God speak to you through him who is his voice. So through the Holy Spirit, through the I am presence, through the higher self, hear God speak to us through that I am presence, through our own holiness, reminding us that it is not our will to hate and be a prisoner of fear. So what it says is, now hear God speak to you through him who is his voice, the Holy Spirit, and yours as well. The Holy Spirit's our voice as well because we are not separate from the I Am Presence, the Holy Spirit, reminding you that it is not your will to hate and be a prisoner to fear, a slave to death, a little creature with a little life. Your will is boundless. It is not your will that it be bound. What lies in you has joined with God himself in all creation's birth. Remember him who has created you and through your will created everything. Not one created thing, but gives you thanks for it is by your will that it was born. No light of heaven shines except for you for it was set in heaven by your will. So one thing we can take from this is everything that we experience is a projection of our mind. It is in some way, shape, or form our will being expressed. This is why taking responsibility for what we see is the way out of suffering. This is why the responsibility for sight section in chapter 21, section 2, is so, so helpful to us. I, I just cannot say enough how often it, it, I used to remind myself I'm responsible for what I see and everything is just as I wish it would be to, to help me get out of feeling like a victim. And it worked. It absolutely worked. So I'm just going to read paragraph two here, which is so helpful to us on this subject of free will. Jesus says, uh, this is the only thing that you need do for vision happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin, all to be given you. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations, 
for here the power of salvation lies. And then we've got a couple sentences here. I am responsible for what I see. I choose the feelings I experience. And I decide upon the goal I would achieve. And everything that seems to happen to me, I ask for and receive as I have asked. Again, this is the only thing that you need to do for vision, happiness, release from pain, and the complete escape from sin, all to be given you, to be given to us. Say only this, but mean it with no reservations, for here the power of salvation lies. We can be willing to accept responsibility for what we see even if we don't understand what we see, even if we hate what we see, even if we're distressed by what we see, even if we're confused by what we see, we can still accept responsibility for it. That's what I learned to do. And it it really helped me to shift my thinking into vision, escape from sin, Happiness, release from pain. We're not, we're either, like I've said many times, especially lately, we are either seeing ourselves as victims of circumstance or we are responsible for what we see. And we are the ones who decide which it will be. We are the deciders. So this is our way to exercise our free will is to align with God's will, which is our will, because there is no separate will. So the first step on our path of awakening is to actually have a desire, a willingness to align with divine will, which is our will, to align with love to remember our true nature, to remember our true identity, to remember our original instructions, and to forget, to be willing to forget and give up all attachment to the false view, the false idols, the false identity. The willingness to give those things up is what is necessary. Our willingness is all that's required. So truly, the alignment with God's will, it, it, it's, uh, uh, this is not in A Course in Miracles, but it is about using our thoughts, our voice, our throat chakra, if you will, to align with our divinity our true identity, our true nature. It is our true identity. It is our true nature to be loving, to be kind, to be compassionate, to be generous of heart. This is our true nature. And so this is how we awaken to our true identity as we value it. So if you look at... The Manual for Teachers, Chapter 4, Development of Trust. And look at those stages in the development of trust. What is required for us is to have trust and faith in God, not in our opinions, not in the ego mindset's ability to try to figure things out. Instead, we surrender all of that and we start looking for the loving choices. And being loving and compassionate becomes number one on our wish list, our aspiration list, our goals, our intentions. This is what we're now interested in and focused on. And the willingness to be loving, the willingness to be kind, the willingness to be patient, the willingness to be compassionate, the willingness to see God's will operating 
in our heart and in our mind, recognizing that it is not a separate will. It is our will. This is how we are going to align. We're heading into a break here. And just before we go, I would like to say a huge thank you. We're heading into the break here now uh, in just a moment. And before I go to the break, I would like to say thank you for contributing financially to support this show and help us pay for the expenses and to support this ministry, the Power of Love Ministry. And if you have thought about it, but you haven't made a donation, you can always do so. I invite you to uh, go to jenniferhadley.com or livingacourseofmiracles.com and you can make a tax-deductible contribution. It's the end of the year. It's a great time to do it. Your support means so much to me. So much. Thank you. I'm Jennifer Hadley and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Thanks for coming back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and we're talking about freedom of will and what that means from A Course in Miracles perspective. And uh, what I have learned, uh, as I was talking about before the break, aligning with divine will, recognizing that that is the only will there is. There's an illusion of a separate will that we can be unloving, we can be unkind, we can be ungenerous and uncaring and stubborn and mean and corrupted and all those things, but... Uh, that is all part of an illusory experience of dementia. <laughs> that's the word that's coming to me right now. And when we're being loving, then we're really in our right mind. And then we can be miracle-minded. And then we can experience expressions of truth. And then we can be creative and be supportive to our brothers and sisters. We can be truly helpful. We can be the teachers of God that we are intended to be. So we have the choice to be aligned with what is real or what is false. Projections, deception, misperceptions, we can decide to have that insane experience. And most of us have. We have experienced it to some degree or another. And it's been fruitless in the sense of making anything real in this world. But all paths lead us back to the truth. All paths lead us back to love. All paths lead us back to our true nature and our true identity. And that's why we're focusing on what's the fastest way there. And the fastest way there is to look for the loving choices in every moment. That is the fastest way to align with our true will, the will of God, which is our own will, which is our own destiny and our own nature. Let's go back to this section in the course. So it's chapter 30, section 2. We've only got two paragraphs left here. So let's jump into this. Hmm. What cause have you for anger in a world that merely waits your blessing to be free? Gosh, I wish someone had told me that. A long, long time ago. I wish that I could have learned that a long, long time ago. Oh my goodness, that would have helped me so much. 
And as I say these words, I'm quite certain that my higher Holy Spirit self, the I Am Presence, the Holy Spirit, whatever you'd like to call it, was telling me, but I wasn't listening. So let me just say this again. What cause have you for anger in a world that merely waits your blessing to be free? When we bless the world, the world is freed and so are we. When we bless our brothers and sisters who seem to abuse us and misuse us, doesn't mean we accept their treatment, but we hold them in a blessing in our mind. What does that mean? Oh, can you hear Bodhi's got a toy there? Um, it means that we are not attacking them in our mind. We're remembering who and whose they truly are. And this then frees us to remember who and whose we truly are. So this is how the world works. And the world, in a sense, is just waiting for us to remember that we are here to bless the world. My holiness blesses the world. So when we feel anger, when we feel upset, when we feel distress, when we feel confusion and fear, we can go to my holiness blesses the world. Remember the lesson, there's nothing my holiness cannot do. So let me bless the world with my holiness. Why allow myself to go into anger and despair, which I used to do every day, many times a day? Instead, I could have gone the other way and blessed the world with my holiness. But I didn't believe I had any holiness to bless the world with. What? I had the holiness all along, just like that little girl from Kansas who had the power all along. Yes, we had the holiness all along. So next time we get angry, we can say, wait a minute. The world is waiting for me to bless it. Instead of being angry with what I see, let me bless the world with my holiness. Now, understandably, we could easily say, well, what does that even mean? What does that even mean? Good Lord, who knows what that means? We don't have to know what it means in order to say, that is my intention right now. My intention is to bless the world with my holiness. Let me do it now, without delay. What cause of you for anger in a world that merely waits your blessing to be free? So everything that we think we're angry about is something that we have made up. The world is waiting for us to bless it, and in our blessing the world with our holiness, all the causes of our anger are dissolved. So what cause of you for anger in the world? The, the cause of our anger is a misperception. When we bless the world with our holiness, our misperceptions dissolve and resolve permanently back to the root cause because the root cause is a, is a misperception that we're not holy. You see, that's the big misperception, that we're not holy. That's the cause of our anger and our frustration is that we think we're not holy. But as soon as we start blessing the world with our holiness, we start remembering that we're holy and so the root causes of the anger dissolve and resolve permanently back to the root cause. He says, if you be prisoner, then God himself could not be free. For all is one. Either everyone's imprisoned or no one is. We feel imprisoned 
by our false perceptions, our false beliefs, our misperceptions, our misunderstandings, and our projections. For what is done to him whom God so loves is done to God himself. Jesus said it, what you do to the least of them, you do to me. Whatever we do to anyone is done to God because God is the only thing there is. Think not God wills to bind you. God has made you co-creator of the universe along with him. God would but keep your will forever and forever limitless. This world awaits the freedom you will give when you have recognized that you are free. As I like to say, we're already free. We're already as holy as holy can be. We, if we don't recognize it, we can call to the Holy Spirit, help me to remember my holiness. Help me to remember that I'm already free. Help me to let go of these misperceptions and projections. My willingness is here now. I have arrived. I'm surrendering the fight. I'm not interested in thinking I'm not good enough anymore. The time has come. And I am supremely willing right here, right now. And I'm grateful and thankful that this time has absolutely come. Yes, it has. Hmm. So here is the moment now. The moment is always right now. It really is. This world awaits the freedom you will give when you have recognized that you are free. But you will not forgive the world until you have forgiven God who gave your will to you. For it is by your will the world is given freedom. Nor can you be free apart from God whose holy will you share. So we have to release our attack thoughts about God for making us free. Remember that one of the things we see in this world is people who have unlimited resources and freedom sometimes set out on a path of self-destruction, hedonism, losing themselves, they don't feel worthy of the magnificence that they've been given. They don't feel worthy of their great talents, their great gifts, their great genius, their great wealth, their great beauty, their great everything. They don't feel worthy of it. And so they feel they are angry at spirit for making them so magnificent, making them so beautiful, making them so talented, so brilliant. We, on, in, in the many misperceptions and false beliefs, is this thought that we need to punish God for creating us in equality, in unity, bestowing us with this magnificence and this brilliance, we have to forgive God for giving us so much when we aren't making good use of it when we're hurting ourselves because of it. It's a projection, of course. It's insane. 
but this is still one of the thought patterns that we have. So I'm going to read this uh, part of paragraph four here again. The world awaits, this world awaits the freedom you will give when you have recognized that you are free. So just think about it. Because I've realized I am free, I can pass that on to others. That's the thing what teachers of God do, because we're always, as I've said so many times, we're always teaching the efficacy of our choices. We're always modeling behavior. We're always demonstrating awareness. So those who believe they're not good enough enough are always teaching that and demonstrating that. Those who believe or know they are free, that they are worthy, are always teaching and demonstrating that. And whether anybody recognizes what's going on or not, it's still happening. The teaching is still happening. So let me be a teacher of God and teach that my holiness liberates the world. It blesses the world and therefore liberates the world from my misperceptions and projections, you see. This world awaits the freedom you will give when you have recognized that you are free. But you will not forgive the world until you have forgiven God who gave your will to you. For it is by your will the world is given freedom. Nor can you be free apart from God whose holy will you share. There's the illusion of free will, but there's no such thing because there's no separation. There can only be God's will. So even if we're acting out insanely, we are still having every bit of every choice we make working together for the good. So we can either teach that our holiness blesses the world or we can teach that our insanity is a hindrance. We can teach whatever we'd like in this world. We can go the fast path to awakening, which means making loving choices all day, every day, or we can go the slow path. It's up to us because all of this is like a video game in the mind. This is why they've got another Matrix movie coming out. The Matrix movie series is helpful to us because it helps us to understand what it means to have your mind in a matrix like a computer game matrix and not experiencing the real world. So uh, if you have never seen the matrix, yes, there are many fight scenes in it, but they are not bloody fight scenes. They are um, in cyberspace. (laughs) So it's a different kind of violence. It's um, very surreal. And I strongly encourage you to see it. I think it's such a good movie. And uh, there are so many Holy Spirit messages in it. I encourage you to enjoy it. It can be family fun, too, if uh, the kids aren't too young. So, yeah, something to think about. Yes, we are living in a matrix. Why is it so painful to live in a matrix? Because it's not real. And we are designed to experience the real. We are designed to experience the love, the light, the joy, the peace, the harmony, the wisdom, the creativity, the beauty that is our true nature and our true identity. This is how we're designed. We have an inner, internal matrix. So let's align with the divine 
That's my prayer. May I align with the divine and be of the maximum service that I can be every day in every way. All right, we've got one more paragraph here, paragraph five. It's a short section. So again, we're chapter 30, section two. God turns to you to ask the world to be saved for by your own salvation is it healed. And no one walks upon the earth but must depend on your decision that he learned death has no power over him because he shares your freedom as he shares your will. God turns to you to ask the world to be saved. For by your own salvation is it healed, right? As we are healed, the whole world heals. Yes. <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, I'm just hearing all these different messages in my head. Um, and no one walks upon the earth but must depend on your decision. So everyone depends on our decision. And... It says that he learned death has no power over him because he shares your freedom as he shares your will. So the way that some of our brothers and sisters are going to realize they're not a body and death has no power over them is through our willingness, our decision to be the light of the world, to be the savior of the world, to bless the world with our holiness. And this was one of the early realizations I had that if I be lifted up, I draw all unto me. If I be lifted up, I can bring everyone up with me. I like to say it as all boats rise on this tide of love. You know, um, uh, I've, I grew up living near the, the, the ocean, near the water, and spent a lot of time near the ocean. And the tide comes in and out. When the tide comes in, all the boats rise. Not just some of them, they all rise. When the tide goes out, they all go down. So let's be the tide of love. It is your will to heal your brothers and sisters. And because you have decided with him, he is healed. So when we've decided with our brothers and sisters in mind, to recognize our freedom, our beauty, our magnificence, that's when they're healed. And this is the beautiful work that I've seen as a spiritual counselor, holding someone who feels so broken, unfixable, you know, but they really see themselves as broken. Of course, nobody is actually broken, so no one does need to be fixed except their awareness is holding on to something that's simply not true. We can be the light of the world. We can give to our brothers and sisters their restoration of their right mind by choosing the restoration of our right mind. And so he ends this paragraph in this section with, And now is God forgiven, for you choose to look upon your brother as a friend. That is the thing, to use our will to look upon our brothers and sisters as friends. That's how we remember that God is our friend. When we see our brothers and sisters as our friends, our neighbors, our colleagues, our companions, as our true friends, and that our holiness blesses the whole world. This is the best use of our will. There is no separate will. There's just that. And we have the opportunity to bring it into full fruition. You know, and I'll, I'll just say that uh, this, is the, the, this is everything that I'm doing with my life. It really is. And it brings me so much peace and so much joy. I never imagined I could feel liberated the way that I do. I was so caught and I was so triggered all the time 
triggered into sadness and despair and anger and frustration and hurt and worry and doubt and all manner of upsets, all manner of upsets. And the liberation means so much to me. I had no idea how liberated it was possible for me to be. I wish somebody could have told me, somebody could have really made it clear to me, but I couldn't believe it, no matter what anybody said. I had to find my way there, here, my on my own, depending upon spirit. And because of that, I have been this anchor for the Power of Love Ministry community for Masterful Living, for Finding Freedom, for these programs that are all about liberating from this consciousness of lack and liberation, limitation and separation. We're just about to start Masterful Living 2022 with the first bonus of the new year, which is my new year reboot class on January 1st. Anyone can take this class. You're welcome to join, and I invite you to come and join us. Uh, it's, it's just exceptional how much we can transform in a year. I've been talking with folks who've been in the program all year, and they're, many of them are just blown away that the intentions they set at the beginning of the year, ones they even forgot about, have manifested. And they were things that they didn't think they really could accomplish. And yet, without putting any attention on it during the year, they did accomplish them. Because we're doing the work to free the mind so that our holiness really does bless the world, and we know it, and we feel it, and we recognize it. So if you'd like some of that, check out my Masterful Living program. Come to New Year Reboot. If you register for Masterful Living now, you're going to get a whole bunch of bonuses. And if you're not sure, book an exploratory call with one of the spiritual counselors. They'll answer all the questions that you have. And that's a free call. So you've got absolutely nothing to lose. Plus, there's a money-back guarantee with Masterful Living. So what are you waiting for? Spiritual practice saves time. So let's pray right now and save some time. So grateful and thankful to recognize our will is the will of God. We bless the whole world with our holiness. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Have a great holiday. Mwah.